Dimp Digital presents Idle Game Chat. Hello, Apps here from Dim Digital. Welcome to Idle Game Chat. This is the weekly video games podcast where we give our impressions of the games that you can play today and react to the latest news from the wonderful world of video games. We are here every Monday on your favourite podcast app and YouTube absolutely free. This week I am joined by the former one-time Dimp Digital Gaming Quiz champion, it's Pac-Man himself, it's Tom Adcock. How's it going? It's going good. You're sort of really having to sort of go back through the years to say that little intro. Need something else on my resume. Well, this is. I was actually going to ask you. Do you do you feel like you should have won more here at Dimp Digital? Because I I look at the itinerary. I see. I see it's you that's on as the guest. I go okay. I go and grab all the accolades, and all I see is a one-time quiz champion, which many are saying is a fluke, and. The, the pedigree that comes with you, the experience that you've got, should that be a better resume, a better CV that you're being presented with to the fans? It should be, mate, but also results don't lie. I'm fucking atrocious, so <laughs> probably not, to be honest. Maybe I've been around a long time, but I feel like I'm a punching bag, like very much a journeyman fighter, just sort of getting my face punched in, turning up, doing it all again. Sort of like, right, what's going on? Well, it's it's tough because I may have oversold you to the rest of the Dimp clan. I was like, look, this guy knows his stuff. He's, you know, he's been around a long time. And thus far, they've seen really is one quiz win and a a meltdown in the Grand Prix last year where about 15 games were subbed out and it ended up on minus points. Oh, no. The real worries as well. You know, I think is it Adkins or Hall? I think Adkins has always been on the winning side. Mm-hmm. It sort of gets, yeah. um, no one really sort of brings it up. I've actually, I'm the exact opposite. It's yin and yang. I've always been on the losing side. So, oh. yeah. So, is... a real curse as well. So, well, maybe that will, maybe you won't get a, a team victory under your belt. I don't normally read those off, to be honest, because I kind of think the captains or the people in the championship game deserve that accolade. But the Grand Prix is its own beast. So, you could, you could come off and win that. But, yeah, I've, put some effort in this year and I'm going to I said it last year though I was you know going to try and get those windows and make the moves when it's necessary and I blow it every time yes so I'll try and be better this time yeah well we'll, we'll see how you get on and we'll definitely check in as the as the year develops games have already started coming out and uh, we're going to be treated to a few more before the summer I guess and before the transfer window kicks off even in March but this week's show we've got a couple of games at least to be talking about and there may be another little quick subject at the end um, but before we get into any of the details idle game chat can be supported on patreon if you go to patreon.com forward slash idle game chat if you want to put hand in pocket uh, you can also subscribe to the um the twitch channel twitch.tv slash dimp digital if you've got twitch prime you can chuck a freebie there and the money is being reinvested in new equipment for people, so Adcock might get a new new microphone. I mean, he's just got new super fast internet. That's not quite paid for by Dimp, but could have been subsidised if he put a claim in, missed out. 
So there's all sorts of ways you can do it. Adcock, you actually haven't subscribed. As I, as we recall this, you've not subscribed to the, the Twitch channel, which is a sin. Oh, oh it's, it's another massive sin on my... Yeah, and do you know what? We've actually got two Amazon... It makes it worse. You're joking. Can we tell you this? Both got an Amazon Prime account, so I could do it double. I ain't done it at all. Right, I'll, off air, that'll be... Revealed. Yeah, can you rectify this poor in it? Yeah, I'll, I'll have the logins and do it if I need to. I can just do yeah. it. Get your own browser set up. Oh, mate, I've got my nephew here. We've got three. Three in-house oh, Amazon Prime sake. accounts. Yeah, but your nephew, I would imagine, might actually watch some actual proper streamers, so he might actually save his for something genuine. Uh, I mean, if he's he not... Create you in, uh, Unbelievable. Right. Let's we'll get, sort that. We'll yeah. sort that, definitely. Bloody hell, money left on the table. We're having a big piss-up when all the beaches are open again. Fourth yep. of July. Amityville. <laughs> no, Amityville. Amityville. Amity. Amity Island. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> video games. Tell me why. So, I played this. It's a don't nod game. So, think Life is Strange. Think Vampire or Vampire. I can't even remember how to pronounce that, that one. But oh, I didn't realise that I was there. That blew it for me once on the gaming quiz. But Life is Strange, very good. Yeah. So, you have you played any of You've played the first one? Or what have you done with, the, with Don't Nod? Annoyingly... I- I've played Life is Strange 1, yes. I think it's three episodes, and Life is Strange 2, maybe similar. Um, <clears throat> two's the one with the two brothers, right? That's it, yeah. Yeah, I didn't... But weirdly, I enjoyed them both, and I don't really like to start games and not finish them, but I've no. done that with both of these. Um, I think they're both Game Pass jobbies, and I've just kind of saying Kelsey's has come out. Yeah. Yeah, but really enjoyed them. They're decent. Yeah, well, tell me why I was a Game Pass jobby, and... It was kind of tabled as like a. It's an Xbox exclusive as we speak. I mean, it's on PC as well, but you can only get it on that system. And it was on Game Pass, and it was Don't Nod. And I've played pretty much everything since Life is Strange. So I've done Life is Strange, Life is Strange Two, uh, is it Beyond the Storm? I think the prequel's called. That wasn't even Don't Nod, but you know that was still in that series. So. Uh, the only one I haven't done is Twin Mirror, which has got a bit of a lukewarm reception. So that went from purchase sort of early doors to, well, it's got to wait for Game Pass now or something similar. Yeah. So that's the only one in recent times. And before that, I don't remember me. And I missed, as I've mentioned, Vampire. I didn't, it didn't do because the one thing I would say, don't nod, haven't been able to prove to me is that they can, they can handle any action in 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 the game in space just yet um and with tell me why they don't even bother they literally don't bother trying to do any action there's there's zero action in this game it's full-blown narrative driven um adventure type jobby and uh that's kind of up my up my alley because I, I find them quite easy to play uh do you have any familiarity with tell me why do you even know it existed until we fired this this podcast up and started waffling no but i did a little bit of research when you told me this is what it was going to be and a uh, couple of things stand out yep um basically with the old games especially the second one i really I, like they, they're really good at like like invoking a feeling through like where they are, you know, like I think you're they're on the road and they're walking, you know, they, they run away from home. The brothers in um, life is strange too. And they're walking through and That's they go it. to those lakes and it's like autumn and they're getting cold. Yeah. And uh, I saw on this one, it's set in Alaska and I was like, right. Yeah. I like Alaska. I'm, I'm on board for that. And then also, also, I don't know if you were going to reveal this, but 
um, a first transgender. So basically, Alaska yeah. got me, and then the first transgender protagonist in gaming main ob- cast. Let's... I was like, right, what's yeah. going on there? Yes. So how do I? I mean, these are always difficult particular games because they hinge so much on the narrative but i believe i can kind of talk around stuff where i need to so that anyone who wants to go off and play it can still enjoy it um first can I ask thing, one more question before you start rattling on yep quite out, rattling try and talk in um is there a supernatural sort of quirk in this like those other games mm. is my other sort of like off the back question because i don't know that but i'd like to know yes so Two characters, first of all, you get to play as. So Life is Strange 1 and 2, you're, you're playing as, as one character. I think you're playing as the older brother in Life is Strange 2, aren't you? That's it, yeah. Um, and uh, I think it's Max you're playing as in, in Life is Strange 1. But in this one, you've got you've got two um, two brothers that you're, that you're going to be playing as, and they're twins. Okay. So one of the things that we all know about twins is they're weirdos. Um, they've got always a weird connection, haven't they? Yeah. So they they can't really be trusted in in a in a sort of in a conversation. That's exactly you talk about a supernatural element, and I guess it is. The the, the twins themselves have something called the voice, and it's basically a telepathic type connection between just those two. So what it allows them to do is to say if they're talking to a character who's in the house or whatever, they can, they can talk amongst themselves in their heads without them knowing. So that's kind of like one of the the quirks that they've got. And the other one is when they're both in a certain environment or an area where they've, they've both been previously. So when they're kids, for example, there's a lot of callbacks to when they were children, when they're growing up, um, they are able to witness and, and review a memory of that in, in sort of real time. It's not quite it's sort of, it's not properly rendered or anything. It's like little outlines of figures, but they can, they can relive memories essentially and, and suss out what people are saying. And the only difference with that is that in some situations, one of the twins will remember it differently to one of the other twins. So it's not always a hundred percent. in the Right. Book. Okay. Um, but yeah, so you've got Alison, who is the, I guess the sister, and then Tyler, who is the the the, the male who's who's transitioned from female, and I'll set up exactly what happens because it, it it's pretty much in the opening scene. Um, Tyler has spent the last ten years in like a, a juvenile detention, I guess it is, or some sort of some sort of social or care or or, or maybe enforcement care, because. When they were kids, 10 years ago, um, the mother ended up dead and Tyler was kind of blamed for it in one way or another, basically because he, he admitted admitted to it. So um, you play as both these characters as they kind of reunite properly for the first time since that event. And really, the, the crux of the, the game focuses around those two. It focuses around Tyler's transition as well and how that how the community portray him now. Like, they're, they're, he's, he's gone away as this... It's like a small town. Like, it's set in Alaska, this really small town, Delos Crossing, it's called. And everyone... It's sort of not quite like Wakerin, a bit smaller than Wakerin, maybe Little Wakerin. 
that level where everyone, <laughs> everyone sort of knows everyone. So he goes off as a as, as a little girl and comes back as a as a grown male. So you kind of get that those interactions with with the locals who are sort of like, oh, oh yeah, uh, I heard about this, and it's like. You know, people are ignorant, and some people don't don't take kindly to to the fact that he's transitioned. But really, the crux of the the game is around a Allison and Tyler reconnecting. They spent ten years apart, uh, and and b finding out what really happened, sort of on that night where the the mother ended up dying. Um, you know, was was it was it how they remembered it? Was it was it something else? Was someone else involved? And that's the, the crux of it, and they they they, they are um, you set off with those two to try and dig deeper into exactly what happened, suss out, you know who 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 was there was there a foul play at hand was there not, and you meet all interesting characters along the way. You've got you've got com, you know, com, conflictions between Allison, who's been adopted by like the local police chief, and he's. He's kind of not liked by Tyler for various reasons, so you've got a conflict there. And Allison's obviously really fond of of Eddie. I think his name is Eddie Eddie Brown, police chief. Um, so it's an interesting dynamic, a very interesting story. Obviously tackles some quite heavy um, subject matter, and like you mentioned about a transgender character leading the game i've certainly not played one before difficult for me to sit here and say whether they've done a good job of it being a a straight white male i guess from my perspective it didn't feel forced or disingenuous or anything like that um which is a good thing but you'd have to kind of ask someone who's been in that situation as to whether it was accurately portrayed um but yeah it's 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 probably it probably lacks a bit of drama of the other ones of like the life is strangers and, 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 and whatnot. It's a much more of a, a personal smaller scale type issue. That's been, well, you know, the death of a mother is not small scale, but I mean, in comparison, you know, you're not, you're not trying to escape to Mexico and save your life and things like that. You know, you're trying to unravel history basically. And it touches on some really interesting themes in, and one thing that I've always been fascinated with is, is how reliable is that memory of yours? Because you you all sit there and think, oh yeah, it's the most reliable thing on earth. When you actually pick holes in your memory, you'll realise that it forgets half the things and gets loads of shit wrong. Um, and that's one of the dilemmas you have in this game is is you know which, which part of the memory do you trust? Well, I know my memory's tit, so it's fine. <laughs> You've yeah, well, some Willie people Douglas take, take their grave. Three days. Yeah. I always remember. Do you remember Heavy Rain? Yep. There is a the scene in that game where. I can't remember exact, exactly what happens, but someone you, you bump into someone just in the scene and something happens. I know someone disappears or there's an assault or a crime and then you're questioned by a police officer and you're like, oh, I bumped into this guy. And they, they ask very simple questions about the description, what they were wearing and things like that. And you think, you, you, you in your head, as you go through, you think, oh, yeah, he's wearing blue trainers, a uh, green fleece, you know, a red hat. Yeah. And then when it comes back to it, you actually realise you got about three quarters of it wrong. Um, so this is not quite to that level, but that, that always, that in, in a gaming sense, in terms of memory, always stands out for me as a scene that I'm like, yeah, that really proves that you're not really paying attention half the time. You think you are, but you're not. But how, how does that memory then play in it? Because like, I'm guessing they're both kind of un 
reliable narrators like do you ever get do you get to see like a and b and then the truth in the middle or something or well no you get to see a and b and normally it's like tyler's perspective and allison's perspective are two very different ways or two right. two very different memories like and it's it's normally about how people are portrayed so it might be eddie for example tyler might have a very negative memory of eddie in that he was a he shouting he was an asshole we told him to and things like that whereas allison has a much more glorified and, and and flowery happy memory and that actually eddie was just trying to do what's right by them and you don't ever get told what's right or wrong you just have to choose between the two and uh interesting you choose the the, the memory and it can either increase like the bond between the twins or, or decrease and, and that sort of plays out as the as the series goes on um there's there's three episodes i should have said that at the start three episodes they're relatively meaty sort of two two and a half hours long maybe three hours so they're not they they felt like they dragged just a tad sometimes but because there's only three of them you know you're not going to be having to give up a, a load of time um but yeah there's um you don't really you never really find out what the actual truth is it's kind of like what you choose to believe more is the is the question and it's, it, you'll come up with some interesting answers for yourself okay so i mean to be honest i'm assuming this plays very much like the the sort of gameplay bits out of life is strange then so you yeah. walk around an environment and you're clicking on things and i mean as you yeah there's not actually any action to to go with so i'm guessing like i really the question is then on the story like is where does this stand in those that pantheon i say pantheon i think you played what three games but that <laughs> how does it stack up against their previous work yeah it's it's not top top of the pile it's probably mm, it's probably it's probably, probably below the though, life mate. is strange sort of three that i've played straight white man wakering sort of small close-minded that's it get exposed here to the other bits of the world and struggling yeah oh, i didn't like the subject that's good. Uh, <laughs> that go on sorry no that it's um it is kind of like that level of like it's just probably below life is strange i think life is strange genuinely is better not just because the stories are probably a bit more interesting a lot more feels like it happens in those games and you have in both an interesting mechanic to kind of gamify like you you can turn back time in life is strange one and fiddle with things and two although you don't have direct control over the younger brother you can direct him to use his power that he's got which is almost like telekinesis isn't it and yeah and whatnot so you don't have that here it's much more like beyond the storm where you know it's a it's not really a power as such it's just the mechanic there to do the memories and and to push along the story i guess so i think that's where it probably falls a little bit short is that it doesn't quite have that that hook that the other two have had and 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 because because beyond the storm really was such a well done prequel it really is so good to play that after playing the first one this is coming in completely fresh um, but it's having a stab at some, as I say, some really interesting subject matter. And, uh, you know, I don't think even the most conservative of people will, will, will feel that they've had any of this rammed down their throat. It, it, it becomes across to me very natural, which I suppose is the, the aim of it, is not to make a big song and dance. It's like, oh, we're doing this. We're, you know, we're putting a spotlight on the, on this character that hasn't had much spotlight previously, transgender, all that. It's just like, no, he just kind of exists in this world and, the best job they've done is making it feel like it's a completely natural normal thing that's happened 
that's decent. And what, like, do you know? Like, is there any reason why they've like seems to have crammed like five episodes into three? Like, would you like to see this go going forward or like stick to the? Because I always thought those other games I played, it was nice and tight. Just you know, it would like build, build, build. There'd be like a crescendo at the end, mm. and you know, just as, it it would seem to finish where you wanted it to finish. I feel like three hours maybe. Yeah. It's twice as long as those episodes, perhaps. It seems quite long. Yeah, it's... I guess what the, the problem they've got with, with Tell Me Why is that there's not enough crescendos to warrant more episodes. Got it, so yeah. you might have an episode where nothing really happens. It doesn't It doesn't peak at any point. So they've definitely made the right choice, I think, in doing three. It just, it, it just felt a little bit meaty in some areas and perhaps dragged a little bit. But then you've kind of got... A, let the story tell itself otherwise you're going to be cutting people out of key information so it's not it's not an easy balance i think it's just because playing and, and really it's it's telltale syndrome because they were like 90 minutes like almost to the to the minute even less sometimes they were very short sharp episodes whereas even with life is strange they were they were on the shorter side compared to this but um they felt like they had a bit more meat to them. And I guess it's just, just coming with those expectations where in my head, I sat down on a Saturday afternoon, started at 12 thinking I'll be off by, you know, I can have some lunch after this, have a late lunch. And then it was like closer to three, maybe past three. And I was like, cool, what have I done here? I mean, that's a good sign, right? Yeah, it, it wasn't, it didn't, it didn't feel like it dragged in the moment. I was just surprised. Um, and then because I came conscious that they felt longer than they than I anticipated the next episode I was kind of like clock watching like right it's yeah. dragging so I kind of done myself in on that point I don't think that's necessarily a, an objective viewpoint but if you come in with the expectations that they might be a bit longer than anticipated it'll work really well <laughs> fair enough I mean I don't think I've got any other questions if I'm honest because I kind of know you know I can I can tell what this game is kind of like and what not it's just whether you know the story is going to appeal to me i guess yes i, mean, I think the setting definitely will i just you know hey alaska I, I think i'd rather at the moment go back and play finish the other ones if i'm honest yeah i think you should see how i feel like if they're on game pass finish those for sure and i'll say play the prequel as well and then give this a try i mean it's not going to go anywhere off game pass no. this one because i believe microsoft published it um, so they won't be taking it off there anytime soon, that's for sure. The only thing I wanted to mention is that you get a real good <clears throat> get a real good idea of how how the how how the twins were as kids, and um, how kind of connected they were, and like they, they were like two peas in a pod. And one of the things they do to kind of bring that to your attention, and it actually plays into some puzzles because there are some puzzle elements to the game. Um, I think in most cases you can kind of skip the puzzle like there's, there's one there's like a lock on a door and it, it needs you to put the, these three symbols in the right place um, but if you don't yeah. want to you can kick the door down so if you don't want to bother with it you don't have to you know be dealing with that but in order to solve the puzzle you have to refer back to this this like storybook that, that her uh, that Alison sorry and, and Tyler and her mum had kind of written together and there's all like they, they, they had this like this goblin world, I think it is, where they they kind of like um, they, they put they inject themselves into the stories as goblins, and I think the mum was a character in there and whatnot. But essentially, there are times in the game where you refer to this book, and it's got about two dozen, maybe not quite two dozen, but over a dozen stories in there, 
and you kind of read the story and they have to infer which symbol goes where based on the story. So that's quite Starker. a nice little, if you want to tease your brain a little bit, that's actually quite interesting to do because it's all there in front of you and it'll tell you the story that you've got to read. It's just how you interpret it and whether you can kind of get what what they're aiming at. So that's um, that's mildly amusing at times. Nice. And I guess the only other question is then, like the decisions you make and stuff, are they actually impacting story or so, or is it literally just giving you those stats at the end of like an episode? I felt like they didn't have too much of an impact. Now, they do towards, like, as in most of these games, there's normally like a few endings. So they, they will play into that. But I felt like episode to episode. I wasn't really feeling the impact of those. It was bringing up the stats, and they're they're obviously still very interesting to watch and look back at to see where you stand. But I didn't really feel like the decisions that were highlighted really had any long term impact um, on on like the next episode. Um, but I guess the way the the, the game structured that is that that does all calculate up into giving you a, a flavour of an ending that that, that you've kind of crafted i guess based on your decisions but not as not as impactful i'd say as some of the others and again that might be along with the the sort of lack of the gameplay hook be why it's not quite top of the pile for for the don't nod boys and girls all right then and if you haven't got anything else to say then let's score this bad boy yeah so tell me why easy one thumb up no real point in trying to drag it out. It's a, it's a good but not not great entry from from Don't Nod. I think if you're looking at who would enjoy this, if you've enjoyed the previous work of Don't Nod, you're going to enjoy this because it's you know it has that that same sort of flavour. And conversely, if you haven't liked the Don't Nod games, then probably won't like this. I don't think there's much here to to pull you back in. And if you're one of those people that are like, well, it depends on the story, how strong that is. I'd say give it a, give it a go. I mean, if you've got Game Pass, it's a no-brainer. So it's not going to change your mind on these narrative-type games. But if you're already invested in the, the don't nods, then um, this is another one to to put on your list and, and get to and uh, and get through and see the conclusion of. Nice. That's that. Tell me why. Worthwhile one thumb up. Now, this is a big one because according to Open Critic which is what we use to score the Fantasy Gaming League. Highest rated game of 2020. Start of the new decade. Pandemic. Not ideal. But according to OpenCreek.com, this is the highest rated game of the year. So if you're looking at just aggregated scores from various outlets, DIMP not included, then Hades is the game to be going after. Um, I played for this on PC, got my hands on it for five UK pounds, thanks to a coupon on the Epic Game Store. Note, I had not purchased a single item from Epic before that. That was just from accepting the free games they give, basically. Um, So I was pleased with that. I thought a fiver for a really highly rated game is a worthwhile gamble because it's a it's a roguelike and I haven't really got on with those in the past. And then I, I played through it, very much enjoyed it. It's the first time we've spoken about it, but I wanted to give the backstory because after after I'd sort of got towards the business end, 
I said to you, I said, this might be a game up your alley. And it's only on Switch and Windows as we speak. Um, so you went for the Nintendo Switch version. But just out of the gate, it's it's a, it's come from a, a recommendation. It probably won't get looked at unless I'd put it on your radar. Have I succeeded in giving you a good recommendation? Or have I blown it and now at the back of the pile when it comes to saying, oh, next game... I think you're tooting your own horn a bit there. Wow. I had actually seen it, mate. Seen yeah, it, seen, seen the trailer, mate. Come on. I had. No, there's no fantasy list where this is on. I'll be honest. I had, in all honesty, I'd seen that because obviously I love the uh, old uh, Greek mythology. Uh, so somehow I got that. That's what I did. I saw come. great gameplay matched with Greek mythology. Uh, it's an easy one, isn't it? But yeah, yeah. I, I did see it, and then Productions. I saw it was all like um, that weird. What's that horizontal? What's that? It's not the word. Isometric oh, type. Isometric, thank you. I was like, what is this garbage? And I was like, new. <laughs> been that. And then, yeah, then apps comes and knock in and bloody hell, hounding me to play it. Well. Downloaded it, left it there because the Switch was, you know, doing the annual minimum eight months collecting dust. Yes. And, uh, uh, yeah, fight. By the way, actually, what the fuck is a roguelike? I have every review for this says, or oh, a roguelike. It's like a roguelike. I don't like roguelikes. What? What is that? A game? A type of? Uh, what is that? So, a roguelike, and this is according to, I think it's Wikipedia, is a subgenre of role-playing games characterized by a dungeon crawl through procedurally generated levels, turn-based gameplay, tile-based graphics. And permanent death of the player character on each run. Most roguelikes are based on a higher fantasy narrative, but that's not the case here. So essentially, it's a game where you can't, you can do it in one go, but you you go through the game, and you, the idea is to get from start to finish or whatever checkpoint they've decided. If you fail, you lose a lot of your upgrades on your path. If you succeed, you well, not if you succeed, so you, you would take some stuff back. But the next time you play it, it will be different in some way. So this is kind of kind of fits the roguelike genre because we'll get into it because um, the level design and order changes as to the power up. So it's that sort of it's like running into a brick wall, really. And it's whether you can you can handle the brick wall and whether the game makes it interesting enough. But that's Kind of like a little Wikipedia whistle-stop tour roguelike. Got ya. Right, I'd never heard of that. So not like... So Demon's Souls is sort of similar kind of DNA because you you kind of get... You want to boss rush, don't you? You want to get to the end of the world, kill the boss. But the difference is that every time you do Demon's Souls level, the enemies are in the same place generally and the the outcome is, is... based on your skill and, and learn the patterns. Whereas Hades is a little bit more dynamic, I guess um, there are, there are, we'll get to the constraints because it's not completely procedurally generated, but it won't be different from run A to run B to run C. Probably um, the combination will be different each time. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So based on that description, have you played any of these before? Bloody hell. No, mate. I, literally you take out the setting yeah. Then I ain't going nowhere near one of those games. That mm. sounds like garbage, to be honest. <laughs> They're very popular in the smaller sort of indie-based space. Um, and I agree. I've, I've got... I mean, Dead Cells is technically a roguelike. I ain't played that. Um, I think Spelunky is generally considered one. Because you keep having a go, having a go at that. But is, this is not a genre I particularly like the sound of. 
nor really have enjoyed previously. But given that we've both played a fair amount of it, I'm willing to bet that the pair of us have, are quite liking this flavour of roguelike. Yeah, it's bloody good, isn't it? Yeah. It is good. What's, I mean, we, we know you like the setting, like you've touched on it, Greek mythology, play Zagoras. It's called Hades, so we know Hades is lurking. But all sort of like the main Greek gods are, are referenced. On it. There's probably a few missing, but you know that's the the, the style of it and the, the people you're going to meet. How did you like the <clears throat> how these characters were portrayed? Because I actually thought the writing was very funny at times, and the voice acting is excellent throughout as well, which kind of brings it to life. But you know, this might have been a completely a bit of a different flavour of. Uh, your your Greek gods and your your Greek mythology that you're used to. Yeah, they've done brilliantly to be honest because they've changed. You know, how do I how do you explain this? They've they've given everyone like all the main players pretty much from Greek mythology are there. Mm. Uh, Achilles and Hades, like <clears throat> you say, and Medusa and mm-hmm. the Hydra and yeah, all sorts. But they've kind of made them all like I guess a bit more like melodramatic. They kind of all yeah. live or work for Hades himself in his house of Hades. And it could have been a real miss because, mm. you know, Zagor, what's his name? Zagor? Zagoras. Zagoras is a bit like a sort of cocky teenager, I guess. So it could have been Prince really... Of the underworld, it says, yeah, isn't it? And it's, yeah. Could have been really annoying, but no, the writing's fantastic. And like, so each time as as you've said, each time you sort of fail and you're going to do that a lot, you yes. end up back in the beginning, back in the house where you can kind of do your upgrades. You can talk to all the people who work at Hades or even like the enemies you fight out in the, in the world, yeah. basically some of them are knocking around having a drink and whatnot. And you'll have all these interactions and a lot of them, or some of them are like, will like move the story along others. You know, they'll just tell you a bit of lore and history, but it's really fleshed out. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I found the the writing excellent, the music's excellent as well. You know, it, it, pretty much anything to do with the game is excellent, really. Um, it's just the genre of roguelikes where people can get their heads around it. And I think what's really clever about Hades is that the narrative depends on you kind of failing, like you learn something new. Not every time, but most of the time when you go yeah. back and talk to people, you'll learn something new. It will push along the overarching narrative. It will it will fill in gaps from why Hades is kind of trying to escape. Is he just, just like you said, being a petulant kind of teenager and defying his father? And, and Zagoras, is, he, is, that, is that what Zagoras is trying to do? Um, but I really liked the way the story was kind of interwoven with the just the structure of a roguelike because without the failing you know you'd miss a hell of a lot of the story wouldn't you and, the, and some Absolutely. of the some of the some of the best bits are having a quick chat with some of these gods and then referencing your last run or whatever and and uh and you learn about the relationship of hades and and, and zagoras yeah I, I mean i'm sure i'll be proved wrong but i feel like <laughs> It's not Breath of the World. There's no way you're doing this on your first run. I don't, you know, it's it's designed. I've seen you, a run. They've done it, but it's fucking. I knew it would be. It's ridiculous. But <laughs> no normal person's doing that. So I feel like, yeah, it's no. obviously built in that you're gonna fail. And I'd be curious to know, like, you know, even like a a reasonably good player, like, would you miss much of the story by being 
that mm. good, well, you wouldn't know, no, because actually it's something we can go into, can't we, in a bit. Um, also, what I'd like to say is it really doesn't hold your hand. Like, I think no. I was probably, I reckon, more than 10 hours deep before I kind of even grasped all of the systems. And yep. even then, there was a few bits I didn't get to way later. No, it's it's definitely, that was, I, I thought you would say that because I, I felt exactly the same. Like, I chucks you in there and you're like, okay. I guess it's just this, and it's not, and you, you you don't really learn much. They don't really tell you a great deal. You just kind of learn through repetition and and understanding, like even like the basic things. So each time you sort of beat a level or a stage or a room, I guess is the best way to, or chamber, I think they're called. Every time you beat a chamber, you normally get a choice between going between like the the door on the left or the door on the right, and they'll have little icons above them, to sort of that's that's communicating to you what reward or what potential reward could be on the other side at the start you don't know what any of this stuff means you don't know what any of the symbols mean so you're kind of just going through blind and you know you think oh what's this purple stuff is do i need some of that and over time obviously you learn exactly what each of these mean some some might be referring to a particular god like one might be aries's signal and you'll be like oh i've got and we'll go into the boons and whatnot in a bit but i've got like a a really good um achilles type or well, not achilles he's not in it who's that one that floats about that running bastard little light feathered oh yeah i can't yeah i know you mean who's, who's that water one we'll use him aries and poseidon poseidon thank you like, mate this is your this is it i don't know how much poseidon's in yeah anyway. in jason the argonauts was he so no <laughs> he it might was. have poseidon's like defense you know buff and you think oh that'll go really well with Ares is like attack buff or whatever so you'll choose that room and it doesn't tell you any of this like you just have to learn through playing the game and I'm sure there's a fucking manual somewhere help hidden away in the game but you're correct like it will not um it will not hold your hand and if you're really stuck I'd say just look it up and suss yeah. it out because it will save you some time probably but I never felt like I failed because I made the wrong decision. It was almost always because of my skill level or power level not quite being there. I never sort of took a door, then died two two chambers later and thought, oh, it's because I didn't choose, I chose Aries instead of Poseidon. Like, do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, no, not at all. I think you get, like, you, I know you're going to talk about the boon shortly, but, yeah, I think sometimes, like, because obviously there is, it is procedural and you never know what you're going to get on that run. And there's a couple of times where I've sort of felt like I, especially like going through my first, like getting towards the end of my first successful run. Mm. Um, I knew like my preferred build and sometimes those like power ups just weren't coming to me and that yeah. kind of pissed me off a bit, but that's kind of all part of it. Cause I, obviously, as you've said, there's like, once you unlock the weapons, they're free for you to use whenever, but like, they're always there available. Yeah. And then certain things, like there's a, it's called the mirror of fate, right? That's you can it. then, there's power ups there. So essentially, as you do runs, some power ups will remain with you, and they're, most of them are tweakable. Like there's option A and B for almost all of them. Yes. But then on every single run, you'll get, as you've said, like a series of options that will lead to power ups, and then there'll be drops randomly, or characters will come in to help. There's yeah. like a bunch of different things that then can, like, change your build for that run. Yeah. You know make it very very different yeah so the 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 boons so basically there's no there's no set pattern i don't think not that i could suss out as to who as to which um which god you you bump into and and what the boons are going to be and each each god so 
you know, Poseidon and uh, and Ares, we use as as our example. They each have their own set of boons, which is basically buffs. They change. They might change the damage that you output on that particular run. They might add a deflective element to your dash. Um, they might add something to your ranged weapon, which I can't remember for the life of me what it's called. Um, so these, so not only do you have a, a random selection of boons like that you could you could pick up, you also have the added sort of dice roll of who actually you're going to bump into. And like you said, you will, over time you'll probably learn to favour certain gods because they fit your playstyle. Um, like I found the deflecting elements really helpful for certain enemies because you could just sort of dash through and it'll deflect it. You don't take any damage. Yeah. Um, but if you're going for a high damage run, you might want someone like Ares to drop um, and it'll, it'll increase the efficiency of your sword or your casting. That's the other you know, weapon type there. But there's no way you can predict any of this. So really, you've got to get yourself good and, and capable with all sorts of different gameplay elements. And I guess that's probably one of the strengths of the game, something that definitely kept me hooked, is that you don't know what you're going to get on each run, so you don't really know how you're going to have to approach or play certain parts of the certain parts of the, the run. Yeah, exactly. Um, what was I going to say? What was your favourite weapon out of interest? Probably the bow. Yeah. Um, I did like the sword as well, but I felt like the bow... You could do quite a lot of things with that. I didn't get on with the shield. I didn't get on with the claw. I didn't get on with the gun. So, probably... ironically, you've mentioned every weapon there, bar the one I was my favourite, which is that like three pronged, like spear. Oh yes, the spear. That was actually no, because you could with the spear you could throw it out and pull it back, and it would get a double. It was damage. Kratos vibes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. No, you're right. That was actually probably... That was where I was most effective, I think. Yeah, um, same. But, yeah, so you've got a number of weapons you can choose from the outset. I think you have to unlock three of them, or f- maybe four of them to start with. You only get the sword to, to kick things off. But oh, you'll you unlock those pretty quickly. You can also add trinkets, which are like permanent um, stat buffs or elements to, to Zagreus for each run. And that's not a currency. It's like you just leave it on and it'll be there the next run. So one of the ones I found really helpful was basically if your life depletes, um, it'll bring you back at half health. And oh, I, yeah, that's I, decent. Um, I think you told me about that. That really yeah. helped. I think I might have got it from Cerberus. I can't remember where I got it from. But, yeah, you, so there's a number of different things like that that you could like a trinket that you can add that will give you a, 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 a particular skill. And I, I always just felt like having the extra life was just valuable because once you die, you could get to the last boss of this game, die, you go back to the beginning every time. Now, But we should say that a run, a good run from beginning to end is probably, what, 40 minutes maybe? It's not yeah. long, is it? No, it's That's not long thing. at all. Like, don't get me wrong, it still fucking sucks when you get that far and die. It happened to me a bunch of times. Yeah. But uh, you will get put down a lot in this game. Yeah, but you will. Things the, hit hard. Uh, the, what else was I? Go on, sorry. So the only good thing I was going to say is that, yeah, you will die a lot and you could die 38 minutes into a, a projected sort of 40-minute run and be sad. But you will go back to base, quote-unquote, with something to upgrade or some sort of... You'll have more with that purple stuff that helps you kind of experience and level up. So you, you very rarely leave empty-handed... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you always feel like you've made some progress generally. Like whether, and sometimes you go out with that exact intention just to get some more currency or to get like. Uh, oh, also, actually, didn't mention this. I don't know if you've done this. So, like, there's um, 
what's he called the the guy next to Hades in his house um like the contractor I think he's called oh yeah, yeah 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 so like you can do like a lot of it's cosmetic like you can like change your room in Hades and things yes. and just part posters but you can actually make permanent changes to the underworld I think one of the most uh beneficial like you can put down these um like healing pools i guess like a little spa that's it, that you'll yeah. come across and yeah that's another way of like boosting your health on a run so you can literally i think you can put one in in each is it four areas that's four it, main yeah. areas of hell um and yeah so like that that can be really helpful and you can again do that by earning like currency essentially and it, paying yeah. for these extra things to go in so it's another thing you can do to like that's the thing there's a lot you can do or you can kind of just you can leave i guess if you know you don't come across it it's not yeah the end of the world basically no uh, there's a yeah one of the i can't remember which one it was now something some real bit good perk i didn't find out until after i'd beat the game for the first time basically and i was like oh that would yeah. have been really handy yeah so it's 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 clever because you kind of you've got the key you've got a number of different currencies that you can spend for different items when you get back to um the, the underworld which is like hades house basically you've got like these keys that you can collect throughout your run they'll go back with you um, you've got gold, which stays with you only during your run. So there are shopkeepers and merchants. So spend that up when you get the chance. That won't come back with you. You've got the purple stuff that I can't remember exactly what it's called. Darkness, is it? I think it's yeah, called. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, 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 it is. And then you've got gems, which are um, items that are used mainly for that contractor I found. I've started using yep. those for them. But you've also got another like little rogue trade, like a little black market fella, where if you've got like... 10 gems and you need some darkness you can kind of trade your darkness in for a story trade your gems in for a load of darkness so that's one way of trying to get something you need like if you see an unlock or a particular perk that you want like a you know it might increase your damage or whatever in in the mirror where what Adcock talked about earlier then you can you can do that as well um i even started fishing at one point Cause they oh were... yeah, I found that out late actually. Yeah, yeah, was... and also there's those kind of like I guess like sort of gambling almost. I I done it a lot at the beginning, but then kind of binned it, which is when you go into that um, oh chaos can't... chaos world. Yeah, so essentially you you can you beat a level or a room. Yes, and then there'll be like a portal, and you can go into that. And what optional. that would do, yeah, completely optional, and it will give you one of like three choices, and it will it'll be like a negative impact for so many rooms. So it will say you'll get to, you'll get to see all three choices essentially. And it might be like for the next five rooms, take 50% more damage. But then if you succeed in that, you get another boost permanently for that run. It'll completely reset afterwards. But to be honest, like I was, it did work with me a couple of times, but I found that quite, there's normally one option that's quite easy, Mm. but then the reward will be to Yes. But the other two generally, like, it'll be like reduce your speed by like 60%. But, and then <laughs> yeah. it's always the most bastard hard levels that then spawn after that. And mm. it's, I, just, I found that difficult. So I left that, to be honest. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, I, I definitely played around with it to start with. Um, ages to talk to the. I think I wanted to give him, like, you can give people. Um, what is it? Like a little fucking drink or something, like as a present. Yeah. I can't yeah, remember what it's yeah. called now. But you can basically collect those during your runs and give those to characters, and then they'll sometimes it unlocks like a trinket for you. Like I was talking about earlier, you might have a specific chaos trinket, for example, or just new dialogue options. So I did enough to to build up a relationship so I could give them that that little drink or whatever it was. But yeah, after a while, I was like, I'm actually unless I get basically the one that's like you said, like maybe a bit slow for four rooms and then it doubles my health, like. 
um, the, the trade-off here is just not working for me. Because normally when you enter it, it takes like 30% of your health each time you go in. So it already takes some of your health off just to go in and have a look. And then you have got you, then you have to pick one. So you don't really get a choice. But it works in the same way as the boons, actually. So when, when Ares rocks up, you normally get three choices. Um, so you can kind of choose you know the, the boon that you want if you see one you like but uh, and just to i mean there's so much to this game and you wouldn't expect it to have all this but there's also like a little achievements book isn't there um, oh yeah that's it yeah that basically i like the things like trying all the weapons out getting a certain amount of kills with weapons um trying all the boons of a specific god and over time you'll just naturally unlock those as you play the game because it forces you to kind of try different things because the options aren't always there and then your reward for completing like a full like Ares entry for example might be darkness or gems or, or something else so there's tons of different bits and pieces and the game just kind of expands as as you go on but I feel like it does a good job of like yes initially you're feeling overwhelmed it's feeling complicated but the the other options that come later on you kind of what welcome because you kind of you've got your head around the base of the game and you're like oh this just gives me another tool if i wish to to go down that route that and you know what it's, it's funny because i think if i was listening to you and someone else talk about this i'd be like don't care if it's the highest rated game that sounds like uh, that is not my type of game lists yeah. menus boons like uh, like things like that normally i'm not like an rpg you know anything that's too complicated i'm i'm out but the, the the core of the game everything obviously you do need all of those things we've said but there's no right or wrong way i'm assuming you no. can beat the game you know with any one of the million combinations of yep. things you can do so it, it is really like action heavy and focused like it is like fun and it's so fast paced it's unbelievable yeah. bosses there's bosses at the end of each area they're really good all of them yeah um i still never understood the first one really it's like the, the three sisters or whatever like i never knew which one i was going to get it confused me for ages it's like why am i fighting different yeah they're people like, it's i didn't never knew that no i think they're like they're obviously like they are sisters but i guess they're like guardians of hades he's like right one of you go out and stop Zagreus from escaping. It's like, well, but that's yeah. Again, one of the things I love though is the fact they build like the death loop into it. So they, obviously, yeah. every time you come up against the boss, they'll say, you oh, know, yeah. it's not endless, but they'll reference the fact that you two have been fighting now on like an endless loop, and it's it's decent. It's really smart, really yeah. smart. Yeah, it's a, it's a great game. It's definitely challenging at times. You like Adcock said, you'll be. Very lucky. Well, I don't think it's possible for you just to pick this up on your first ever run and do it. You have to be. You can do it if you're very familiar with the game and you're good at it, so you can restart and do it that way. But your first run, you probably think you're doing quite well, and then when you realise the scope of it, you'll be like, "Cool, I've actually got a number of different chambers left." And yeah, the the loop aspect of it even um, makes complete narrative sense, even in like post game as well. So they've completely thought about how the game mechanics work and the structure of the game can weave its way into the narrative. So even when you're essentially done with any sort of narrative bits and pieces, it still makes sense that you'll be going on these runs and whatnot. So for those that like that that consistency, for those that enjoy the attention to detail as to why you're doing things in games, there's not many gaps in the world of Hades. They've really have thought of everything um, and tied it to this, this roguelike mechanic where you expected to go on runs and, and do well and, 
and, and try and get through and probably fail. Well, you will fail more times than you succeed. Yeah, it proper teases you to have multiple runs at the end. It's so smart. I mean, yeah. I like I said, I think I've beat it twice. Yeah. Um, I, and I'll, I'll be honest, I have YouTubed it now, so I have seen everything. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, maybe I should have gone back and done it more, but it's very, very clever, very smart. I was yeah. really impressed with that. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's one of the few games that kind of puts its narrative into the gameplay mechanics and makes it make sense like it's completely one big package and doesn't feel like the it's been bolted on it's been designed with this intention yeah it's, it's delivered with it and like we haven't really spoke too much about the gameplay but the action's fucking incredible isn't it like it's great uh, mate, fun to it's so, all around uh, yeah, I guess, the, the chambers and whatnot but you know the action yeah, so is where it's at exactly i guess we should just like basically you'll walk into a room and there'll be like you know enemies there or they'll spawn and you literally like dance around a thousand miles and like it becomes so intuitive very quickly, but you know, you're, you're, you're quickly identifying who you need to take out first, put them down. But then loads of other enemies will spawn in. Like it's brutal, mate. My, I don't know. Did you play on mouse and keyboard then? No, I plugged the controller in. All oh, right. Um, yeah. So yeah, but you can play it mouse and keyboard, but I think even I've been watching a documentary, the no clip documentary they did. It's like a four or five part series. The, the last one is just out now. And, um, there's a bit in there about the, the keyboard, mouse and keyboard players that are saying it's really hard. And there's like this one, one like tester that works, which a lot of testers work on the game. She's like, no, I find it really easy. And they're all like, well, we're fucking oh, struggling. Mate, I had proper claw hands a few times playing it. I had to like shake it off. I was like, Jesus, this is taking it out of me. Yeah. It's in, it gets intense. It gets really intense at times. And it's, the art style is excellent. Like there's just so many good things about the game. Yeah. Um, the only thing I would say as a, as a negative is, like you mentioned the multiple runs like to be successful and sort of quote unquote complete the game you 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 got to escape i'll just say it you got to escape 10 times um which once you've done it once once you've kind of cause it's a big achievement because i think it was like 30 20 30 runs before i got got through it like at least once so that was a huge moment and then for the game to be like yeah you got to do it a few more times I was a bit like I was quite deflated if I'm honest I was, um, do you know what I was the opposite because I was like do you know what I've done the game I was happy well, and I was like and and you get that sort of tease of the story yeah and I know like it shouldn't be the way but I, I knew I could just you know look at someone else's you know story and youtube it and just yeah. get that if i wanted to so i was like it didn't i get what you're saying it didn't really bother me i thought it was pretty smart to be fair well you didn't do it though well no because i'm not mad mate talking a big game that. do you know what though you should say though that um i didn't notice until you told me there is like a a boon that you can yeah. put on yourself that does it's called the god boon and it reduces all damage from the minute you leave like you'll start your quest by like what oh no it actually builds doesn't it it starts at like 20 percent less damage that's it yeah and on every failed run it will give you um like an extra two percent i think i don't know what it goes up to yeah Surely i think like it like caps out like 40 or 60 percent. Yeah. but yeah so actually like once i'd done the the first run i think i may have done one more run after that and i was like yeah i can do this um and I, i'm enjoying it but I, I i don't want to deal with the frustration of failing yeah i, I put the god mode on i put the boon on yeah, um, absolutely. And, and I did. I didn't fail after that, so I didn't get to see it rise or anything. Um, and I still died. Like very came close to dying several times. I still had to. I got complacent for the first few runs. I was like, right, I need to 
pretend that I haven't got this anymore. Um, so that's actually like a, a good point because it's it, it doesn't completely make the game a cakewalk, but it gives just enough accessibility, I feel like, to if you are struggling, chuck the god mode boon on. It's not god mode, you're not invincible, you still will die, but it'll just make things a bit tougher on the enemies to, to put you down. Yeah, um, agreed. So that's a that's a good sort of balance, I guess, and that's well, that's what kind of what I did for the remaining eight or so runs that I had left. I was like, look, I don't want to be failing at the final gates again, if if I'm honest. So I want to see how this this pans out. I, I plonk that on, and uh, and watched it all unfold and played through it. But excellent video game, really. Um, not a lot of negatives to say about it. I mean, it's it's a tough one to to play and get through, but once you get up to speed, it's is a game that you can either say, and this is why I think playing on the Switch was a, was a great idea. You can say, right, I've got an hour. I could just do one run, like because you'll you'll be finished. Whether you're successful, or you fail in that run, um, or you could sit there and play it for three hours. Like it really yeah. does have that level of accessibility where you can play it for a, a small chunk of time or a much longer chunk of time, which I think's great. Um, what was you playing, handheld or? Docked. yeah i think everything was hand- i think on the second yeah actually on the second run i played the last boss on tv everything else handheld yeah and easy as that so it can be playable in that format as well yeah i found on switch as well especially that i would or i've only played it on switch but even to ram home that point more sometimes i would just like come out and leave it in the save state just clear yeah. a room and then just you know familiarize myself with what actually boons and stuff I had and start again. Like it's yeah easy to pick up and put down. It's yeah. very good. Yeah, it facilitates a number of different ways to play, which is good. Right, I think that's all I've had to say on Hades. And if you had anything else, no, that no, you no, to mention, that's everything. Um, let's get to the the scoring of it then. So, what say you, Hades Switch version? It's an easy two thumbs in it for me. No problems at all. Yep. Um, I would say well, it's only between one and two choices, one or two. You know what? I feel like for a genre that I've just never either A, liked the sound of or B, got on with when I've tried them, that this does more than enough to sort of bring me in line with it. And I think that's a big, that's a big thing. So I think there's going to be a lot of players like us that... Um, had played it or have played roguelikes or similar types of games and just bounced off them. Whereas this kept both of us hooked in, both of us engaged. It kept me hooked in, kept me engaged. The writing, the music, the story's all there, the action's there, the weapon choices are there, the boons, the the, the different ways in which you can play the game, the random elements of the game just add to it. It's a two thumbs up, isn't it? I've just talked myself into it. Hey, yeah. two thumbs up from the apps and the adcock. So that's that's Crufts, really. Um, look, we've got some more games to talk about. We'll save it for another week. So the guys will be left on, on, on tender hooks for at least another seven days before they get their apps and Adcock fill. Before we close this episode down, we mentioned it a few weeks ago that it could be a possibility. It didn't seem like it was going to happen. Yet I'll get a message 10 days or so ago saying the PS5 has been sold. Now, we know, we we, t- we talked briefly about the rationale behind it. It wasn't necessarily a scalping move. It just wasn't, that you weren't going to, you didn't feel like you were going to play it, but 
you've you've parted ways of it now. For a, yeah, it's gone. A nice profit, I'm told. Reasonable profit. Well, local as well. Kept it in the community. Mm, Harlow, I think you drove down. From. Oh, for some reason I thought yeah. it was like Barlin Way. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Um, there's been a few days or a few weeks even since you did that. How how are you feeling with that decision? Um, still, I mean, bank balances, please. But as they say, money is the root of all evil. So you feel slightly corrupted. Do you know what? I'm fine with it. In that, ah, I never on. listen, listen, listen. Before yeah. you and the halls of the world shut me down, oh, I bought that console. Nothing, so he can't comment. I bought that console with every intention of keeping it. That was that was never, you know, never sold a console on early or anything. Don't care about stuff like that. But <laughs> bought it, played through Demon Souls. That was the game I wanted. That was the game I got. Done it. Let me, I was in no rush. Lent the console to my nephew. Let him play through. He's a big fan of the Souls games. Talk about him often. He'd done it in a week or so. Had the console back. And I was like, it is just... It's, I'm playing Hades on the Switch. You know, that's getting its annual dust off. Yeah. I'm not playing PlayStation. And so I, I thought, do you know what? I'll see what the deal is. I'll put it on eBay. I'll put it on Gumtree or whatever and see what happens. I had a price in my mind. I was like, if it sells for that, I'll do it. If I don't, I'm not messing around. And for a couple of weeks, he was up. I was just getting so many people, like, trying to, like, like, I only wanted cash on arrival and all of that. They were trying to rip me off with these PayPal scams. Yeah. So after two weeks, I was like, you know what? I'm done. Took it off of eBay. I think that's when I said to you, I'm done with it. I'm not, I'll keep it. I'm yeah. not bothered. And then weirdly, some fella got in touch with me. The Gumtree ad was still live. It, you know, it must have dropped down miles by then. So he's, he's, he's scouring poor little rat. Yeah. And he's like, you know, do you want to sell it for like less than you want. And I was like, no, nah, mate, like not interested. And do you know what? We just got into a bit of a, a chat and I was like, look, mate, this is what I want for it. Otherwise I'm keeping it. Yeah. And he was like, oh, you know, it's just so, so annoying. He goes, everyone's trying to con me. And I was like, look, mate, these like, um, scalpers, yeah, sooner or later, there's going to be a drop. Ironically, I don't think there really has been. No. Um, but I was like, you know, they're going to get what, you know, anyone who's actually just bought a load to try and sell them at some point, they're going to shit themselves because they have loads of excess stock. Anyway, it became a bit of a back and forth. And in the end, I think because like from his point of view, I think he said to me, like everyone keeps asking him to send the money before. Right. Like, you know, he wants to pick it up and everyone wants to send it to him. So he, I think he's worried about getting scammed. Yeah. And I was like the opposite, you know, and I was like, and in the end, he came back with the price I wanted. He goes, look, if I come tomorrow, can you get it? Can I have it? And I was like, yeah, no worries. And he turned up. And you know what? The only thing I felt for a few days is I was like, shit, I hope they don't come out now because I don't want this guy to have paid like 350 quid over the odds for it. <laughs> and then they drop like on the Thursday. To be fair, I said to him, I was like, oh, you know, what games are you going to get? He's like, yeah, FIFA and COD. <laughs> like, for fuck's sake, right? I'm like, more for you then. If you're going to play them, right? Whatever. But at least he's got, you know, I don't know if he's got his money's worth, but, you know, they're still like gold dust. So I'm like, he, yeah. he, he can probably rationally rushing it out to himself that he's got himself a deal. I'm happy enough. I mean, I'm not even looking. I'm just going to... Um, Resi Evil is the next game I want to play yeah. on next gen. So I think that's May. Hope, fingers crossed. Well, be next re- I mean, already uh, saying shortages till past the summer. Well, mate, do you know what? I mean, there is no guarantee and I'm well aware of that. It could come back to sting me hard. <laughs> but um, fingers crossed I can get myself one. But I'm not, I'm not getting involved. I'm not monitoring anything. I'm not... No. I'm not. Well, I'm not getting involved in all of that. Well, I'll, I'll wait till they come in. I'll be patient. And worst case, I've got the S, yeah. Xbox Series S. I could always play a downgrade version of it. I guess that would yeah. really annoy me though. 
have to yeah. pretend he doesn't. I'd be like, it's just as good. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's it, really. That's the story. And yeah, I'm all right with the decision. Well, there you go then. Yeah. No, no complaints there. Right, let's close this one down. Yeah. Everyone get on with their lives. If you stumbled across us <clears throat> and you've, you know, only you listened to this episode, haven't subscribed, you can do on any podcast outlet, worldwide podcasts, running right in India still overtaking the UK fan base, but you can find us pretty much anywhere. YouTube, Spotify, Apple podcasts, podcast addict pocket. It's all there. Google just type in idle game chat. It's there. Hit the subscribe button. You'll be treated to an episode every Monday unless something goes wrong. Or I did just install a rule where we won't do any on bank holiday. So we'll get, that'll be tested later on this year. But as usual, nothing for us to, more for us to say apart from thanks for your time and ta-da This was a Dimp Digital production.